of Lions on Leashes. I'm your host, Marissa. This is a podcast where strong females share how they got to where they are today. And today we are talking to Kirsten Deland, owner of Tanglam, which is a mobile spray tan company based in New York City. Kirsten is a native New Yorker with an eye for detail, and she's been fully dedicated to the sunless industry for over a decade, with her dream finally coming to fruition in 2017 with Tanglam. Her work has walked the red carpet, been included in top magazines, and can be seen in some of the most popular TV shows and movies throughout the world. She firmly believes that a spray tan can be a semi-permanent boost of confidence that enhances one's natural beauty effortlessly. To learn more about Kirsten and everything Tanglam has to offer, visit tanglamnyc.com and you can book appointments right online, purchase products and more. And you can also follow her and the company on Instagram at tanglamnyc.com. So I met Kirsten at a tanning salon my sophomore year of college back in 2010, I believe, literally at the counter and have stayed in touch ever since. Believe me when I tell you, I did not know anything about her story before we started recording. I can promise you that. Her intuition, her foundational hustle is just something that can't be taught. And she shares a story that she was three hours away from the city figuring out stuff at her mom's house. And she couldn't even afford the train ticket to go visit this stranger's apartment that she was going to rent the living room of for $500 to finish college to make her grandparents proud. She also spoke about the moment that Tanglam became an idea. She saw an opportunity where she was like, my boss is making so much money off of me, but I'm the one who's getting an eviction notice because I can't pay my rent. And at the time, a client came into the salon talking about someone coming to her hotel room on vacation and giving her a spray tan. And it changed Kirsten's life, not even knowing that that was a thing. However, she couldn't afford the equipment to get started on her own, and I'm not going to give it away how she did it. So with that said, let's get this episode started. You said on Instagram that Tanglam was a quote-unquote serious full circle moment. I want to hear the story. You've done your research, girl. (laughs) Um total full circle moment. So as we were just like talking about, um, I met you at a tanning salon, which was literally over a decade ago. It was what I refer to kind of like as my college years, even though I wasn't enrolled in college, (laughs) but just living upstate up in Albany, a college town. All my friends were going to school. I worked at a tanning salon and it was more so just to pay my bills, to pay my rent. Never something that I thought (laughs) I would be doing. And so it's just funny that like a decade later, it's like, this is where I end up making something that necessarily wasn't really a dream, but I guess maybe always in the back of my mind, I always thought about. Yeah. So it's crazy that it actually is happening. You're from Florida. You went to high school in Florida. Mm -hmm. And I, okay. So I went to high school in Florida. I used to live up in Albany when I was younger and I loved um, Sienna. Like Sienna was my dream school. And I got a scholarship and I gave it up for really stupid reasons. And so my main thing was after I graduated uh, high school, I was like, I need to just like get back if I can't be at Siena for the spring semester. 
at least I'll be close to it and then maybe come the fall, like I'll be able, you know, to get my scholarship back and blah, blah, blah. So I literally packed my car up with my best friend and we moved to Albany and she had never been to New York before, let alone upstate New York. So she was like, where are we? And she was from Brazil. So she was just like, what the hell is this? And I was actually going to Hudson Valley Community College, but I was out of state right? I was paying out of state tuition. So my parents were like, what the hell? You went from like a private school paid to (laughs) going to meet community college and like having to pay like basically twice the amount. And I was like, yep. (laughs) And probably like a month in, I ran out of money um, to pay for my apartment, which happens to be a common theme throughout my entire story, which we'll get to. And uh, I was like, I need a job and I need it like yesterday. And so I was walking actually around in Crossgates Mall And I came across, which is like mortifying to even say, but do you remember that store, Wet Seal? Of course. Yeah. (laughs) So I walk in and there is these two girls working there, Jen and Kate, who I owe my life to. And I was like, hey, like just moved here from Florida, like would love to have like a manager position. And they were like, "Mm, okay, like you can come for an interview. So long story short, I got the job. I had no idea what I was doing. And I happened to be like really good at it. Thank God. And Jen and Kate were actually wonderful people to work under because their style of management really aligned with what I needed, what I wanted. When they left, I was kind of like the acting store manager. And because I was just working crazy, crazy hours, I dropped out of um, HVCC. Um, And I lasted for like maybe another four months or so. And then we got a new store manager who I hated and working for her, like going into a job that at one point I was like, I love it here. And everyone was like family. And then going to this like dictator of a manager, I was like, I can no longer be a part of this. So that's where the tanning salon came in. I I think I found it on like Craigslist because it was like back in the day when Craigslist was like in its like prime, you know, and um, I walked in whatever. There was two locations at the time and I got it like I was hired on the spot and it was the best job ever. There was about like 15 girls or so who worked there. You probably know all 15. (laughs) And um, yeah, it was great. And it was really hands on just because it was such a small company you really learned every aspect of a small business. So even though it was something as frivolous as, you know, UV tanning and spray tanning, a lot of what I learned there, I use in my company now. So it definitely paid off. So you then left Albany and moved to Staten Island. Yeah. So when I was living in Albany, I was in a really bad relationship. And my grandfather, who I was super close with, um, had cancer. So at this point, I had been out of college for like two years. And so my grandfather was like, come live with me and your grandmother. And you can stay with us for free, just to kind of like help me out with taking me to my doctor's appointments and stuff. And that way you can focus on going to school. And then obviously it would help me get out of that relationship. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. So I went to CUNY um, in Staten Island, so City University. And by that point, I was 20. And even though I was still like that typical college age, just because I had those couple years of like real life work experience, it was really hard for me to kind of like go backwards in a way. And I still very much had that like 
you know, I was used, even looking back, it wasn't a lot of money, but I was still used to having my own money. And so I'll never forget, we were actually up in Connecticut for the weekend and I had applied to like a boutique in Soho, right? Like looked super cute. And they called me and I was like, what? Because I had none of the requirements, but I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. And I remember like running into the house and telling my grandfather, like, we have to drive back to like New York right now. And we need to make a stop like in Soho. And he was like, what? And I was like, I have a job interview and I need to like go. And he was like, okay. (laughs) And so we hop in the car. He literally drove me to Soho. The woman basically was like, kind of rude. And I was like, look, I know I have no experience. They had asked that I bring my client book, didn't have one. And basically that's just like a lot of like these um, upscale (laughs) or boutiques in general, especially in New York city, they require you to have a contact list of all these people that you've worked with in the past, right? Clearly don't have that working for one seal (laughs) in Albany, New York. So I was like, look, I don't have that, but just give me 30 minutes on the sales floor and I'll prove myself. And I'll never forget this client, Cynthia, who spent I don't even know, like close to like $900 on like three tops and was so nice. And I don't know if she could tell that like I needed to prove myself and just like pity bought them, (laughs) but she bought them. And so um, the woman was like, okay, like you're hired. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe. Also too, because I have no fashion sense. I Well, not even that I don't have fashion sense, but it just, it's never been a thing for me, right? Like I'm totally okay in like athleisure, like sneakers, pair of leggings, I'm good. So the fact that I was like 20, year, 20 years old working at this like cute boutique in Soho, like, wait, what? The perfect job to have while trying to go to school because it was commission based, which I was always a really big fan of because it puts you kind of in control of how much money you make. Um, so that's kind of, yeah, like how I got down into the city. My heart is pounding over <laughs> so many things. First off, your best friend sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs someone like that. Right? Um, yeah, that's incredible. Shout out to Bianca. <laughs> and then you have a theme, I feel like, in stages of your life that you're not afraid to try something you've never done before. I think that comes from being so, like, down and out. <laughs> so, like, when I was, like, living in Albany and I ha- couldn't pay my rent, I had no choice but to, like, walk in there and be like, hey, I need this job. And then again, living in Staten Island, like, hey, I need this job. And I think that because it's always worked out for me, I now have the confidence to be like, well, I need this to work. So it's going to work. Because that's very much how everything has happened for me with my company. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out. And it's going to work because I need it. (laughs) There's no other option, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know how to hustle. And you are a very, very hard worker. What motivates you? Not having anything to fall back on. I think that I moved out when I was young, kind of like prematurely and didn't, you know, my mom, a single mom, also on my dad's side, we have the immigrant element to it. So having both of those kind of like as role models of like shit's hard. (laughs) So figure it out. And the sooner you figure it out, the better it'll be. It wasn't actually shortly after I moved to Staten Island, maybe like a year, my grandfather had passed away and I had a huge falling out with my with my grandmother. Long story short, I needed an apartment. I needed it really quickly. And my mom at the time was living up in Wyndham, which is like three hours north of the city. And so I abruptly left my job in Soho that I had like fought for. Luckily, it was like right after the fall semester. 
So I had like a month basically to figure out how I was going to get back to the city to start school again, and then would definitely need a job, right? Because I needed to support myself. And um, you're going to be like, what the hell? But Craigslist again, coming in clutch, I found an apartment two for two. in Brooklyn, which I'm sitting in right now talking to you. And also this was like, I don't even know what year, 2010. Uh, tw- yeah, yeah, 2010. And I didn't have the money to pay for a train ticket to come down and even look at the apartment. And it was renting the living room of this girl for $500. And I talked to her on the phone and we vibed off of the housewives, the real housewives of New Jersey being our favorite cast. And I was like, I know this sounds crazy. I was like, but just based off of that, I think we would get along and like all live in your living room for $500. Looking back now, like I feel like I would never do that. But in the moment I had to. So it was that same kind of theme of like, I don't know what I'm doing, but like it has to work. So it will. And it did. Oddly enough, too, while I was up in Wyndham, my stepdad has a small business, uh, landscaping business, and he was working on a house of this couple who had a bunch of boutiques around the city. And so he comes home one day and he was like, oh, I was doing work for this couple. They own a bunch of boutiques called like Ted and Lucy's. Right. So in my head, I'm like, who has a boutique named like Ted and Lucy's? Like That does not sound like somewhere I would want to work. So once I got settled in this apartment, I had emailed them. I had gone in for an interview, again, hired right on the spot. And like looking back, like I couldn't afford internet in my apartment. So like I would go to the library and do like work there. Like luckily it's right around from my apartment building or like I would cut school because if like the boutique needed me, if someone called out, I was like, I need that money, I have to go. So it's like, yes, I was still going to school, but I wasn't. <laughs> And so from there, probably like six months in, um, Lucy, who I owe my life to, was like, oh, our manager's leaving. Like, do you want to apply for this position? So I was like, here we go again. (laughs) So I dropped out of school for like the fourth time um, because I needed the money. And it was the best decision I ever made. Lucy, literally, I was like 21, maybe, again, no background really with buying especially but I would sit in on these like buying meetings with her I would do like the trade shows in the city with her there was six boutiques when I started that I was managing and while I was there she opened up a seventh so I got to witness that Um, she launched a jewelry line so I got to be completely hands-on with that company um, sourcing stones in New York uh, going to trade shows in Vegas, like all these like crazy things that like no one would believe was happening to me at 21 when that was never my intention, like, you know? And so again, that theme of like not really knowing and just like taking the opportunity is completely just what I've always done. That's incredible. You're really good at talking to people. Yes. And I think that's why Tanglam, my company does so well because my main thing, especially too, right? So we're a mobile spray tan company. We're going to a stranger's home. We're probably seeing them fully naked within five minutes of meeting. So my biggest fear would be for someone to feel uncomfortable. And I think that having those experiences, especially with Lucy in that position with her, of being put into all these crazy situations that I would never feel comfortable of being in, you know, if I didn't have that time with her, 
I think really translates into what I'm doing now. So even though it's not fashion related, it's just being in all these like crazy places that I never thought that I belonged in or had the value to even be included in, I think really helps with with that aspect of my company now. Let's get into how Tan Glam came to be. So I was about four years in with Lucy and I was just getting that wave of guilt again. I'm the only grandkid in the U.S., Um, And if there's one thing my grandparents wanted, it was for me to graduate school. And at this point, I was like 25 or 26. So all of my friends have already graduated. They're either getting their master's, you know, their life is happening. So even though I had a lot of the experience, I felt like I was kind of behind in that aspect. So I ended up quitting uh, to return to school. And then, of course, went back to what I know most, and that's tanning salons. So I started working at a local tanning salon in my neighborhood. I just created such, I had such a following there, right? So very similar to Beachbody up in Albany. A lot of people would come and they would tan on my shift, right? To see me and catch up and talk and whatever. It was the same kind of thing happening at, at this salon. I would talk to you for like two hours. And it was like, we had the best conversations. The best conversations. And then you would have to like help someone else or like clean it better. Like, oh, right, no. right. Like, right, yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's- I mean, you were, but- just met across right, the counter right that and that's very much like how tanglam is too it's so funny and that's literally what i enjoy most so um i had a following there and then i was in my last year of college finally and i get an eviction notice for my apartment that i'm in that that first apartment so if you recall i was talking about how i was living in the living room renting it for 500 dollars the girl that I was living with got engaged. She moved out. The apartment was mine, finally. And then I rented out the living room to another, like, random person from Craigslist. Thank God I'm, like, still alive. And Talk then for- bravery in general, though. That is- <laughs> Right? Because I had to. I had no choice. I, I had this moment of being like, what the hell? Like, I work so hard. And my boss at the tanning salon was making so much money off of me. And yet here I am- getting an eviction notice because I literally can't afford my rent, right? Like that's, it's twisted. And I only had a year left and I was like, I've made it this far. I I can't stop now. And so I had a spray tan client actually who came into the salon and she was like, oh, I just got back from Miami. It was great. I had this girl come to my hotel room to spray tan me. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Like she came to your room? And she's like, yeah, it was the best experience, like whatever. So I I literally, as soon as she left, I like sat on the computer and I was like going crazy. Just like, what is this? Like I can spray tan people like at their home. What? Within the next like week, all of my spray tan clientele that were coming in, I was like, if I were to do this for the same price, but come to you, like, would you let me? And everyone was like, hell yeah. Like, of course. Right. Because also now we're taking out that salon aspect of it so now it's just like you feel like your friend is coming over to hang out with you and you're also getting a spray tan right and so how we were just talking about like I would have a client come in I would tell you to hold on let me go clean the bed it's like now it's like you have me like all to yourself kind of a thing so the tricky part is that I didn't have the money to (laughs) buy any of the stuff so god forgive me I would close the salon at 10 o'clock at night I would take the equipment from the salon and then I would run around the neighborhood until like 12, one in the morning, spraying all of my clientele, bring it back, (laughs) close up shop, and then like act like everything was normal the next day. I did that literally for probably like four months. 
before I, I like finally I was like, okay, I can take, I got caught up on red and I was like, okay, now I can like buy my own, my own equipment. <laughs> Did they ever catch you? So they never caught me, but they were from Russia and they had gone back for like a month or something. And they had like a, a friend like looking over the salon and I'm really big on to-do lists. I had been my whole life and I had left out a list, update Facebook, update Yelp like tan glam website like all this like super identifying things and the guy went back and told them which is fine but I'll never forget walking in actually it was in November like four years ago because tan glam really wasn't a thing like yes I had my like group from my salon but like from where tan glam is now to where it was then it's like I could have maybe broke even you know what I mean and I remember like walking you in. You had your own book. Yeah. I remember like walking in and her, the owner like crying and I adored her. And I like, I knew that, you know, they had, had, you know, found out and she's like, I don't know what to do. Like, you're such like an integral part of like this company. And I was like, I'll just make it easier on both of us. Like I'll get my stuff. And actually funny enough, maybe like, uh, was it last year or the year before she had called me to come in and I was like, okay. And uh, she offered to sell me um this one <laughs> talk about another full circle moment yeah obviously I didn't take it but I just thought that was funny and then you finally came for a circle too that you ended up having your own book yeah. you walked in one day somewhere with nothing with no contacts and then you walked out an- with enough to be like I can do this yeah. on my own yeah and I'm so grateful and I always say this to my clients like you know yes I give a great spray tan but the how hard they go for me is just unreal. Like the amount of referrals that I get and like people who constantly just like bring up my name and bring up Tanglam, like I'm forever thankful because that really equated to much of my success for sure, for sure. So I was actually still in school while all of that was happening. And then it was the spring of 2017. So a couple months after I would literally go to class and which I hated doing because I was like, I need to be making money, not learning about like speech language pathology that I'm not going to do anything with. I would sit in class and like work on my website and like do all these things that I had no idea how to do, but I couldn't pay anyone to do it for me. So I was like, you know what, what I have right now is time. And there's between like YouTube and the internet, like it's totally doable. It might not be a hundred percent what I want, but it'll suffice for now. And then by like May, Tanglam was literally so busy. I didn't even go to school for like my finals, didn't walk at graduation, got my diploma. But like at that point, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> Me and my grandparents happy, but I was like, all right. <laughs> so did you go back to college for your grandparents? Very much so. Because I wrote, yeah, I, I really admire that you kept going back because that is a very unique story. It's usually I tried it, not yeah. for me. And I, I think that because I had this idea when I was working at Beachbody back in Albany in like tw- 2010, I, I was like, oh, I want to open up a tanning salon. Like I want to go to like beauty school. And my family was like, absolutely not. Like we did not come here for you to like tan people. Like this is not happening. Where, where is your um, family from? Norway. And uh, I was like, okay, rightfully so. You know, they gave up a lot to come here and blah, blah, blah. So I'll do what they want me to. And I was always a great student. I graduated on top of my class, even in college. The thing for me, it was just like a waste of time. Like I loved learning, but to spend the time to actually 
go and like sit in class when like we were learning 25% and the other 75% was like, how was your weekend? Like, I don't care. (laughs) I want to like go and make money. I don't want to be here. So that last semester for me was really intense, but like looking back, like that was one of the coolest times of my life. I feel like I was there. (laughs) My heart is beating so fast. (laughs) So let's get into what Tam Glam is. Tan Glam started as a mobile spray tan company, and the whole idea was that the tan would come to you, and then in less than 20 minutes, you would have this perfect glow without any of the skin damage. One great thing about starting a company like that in New York City is that people will absolutely pay for convenience. And so in the beginning, where I had just started out kind of in my neighborhood in Brooklyn, I had one model who found me on Yelp, and over my life to this day and just kept shouting me out and kept shouting me out and kept shouting me out. And so I went from doing basically all of Bay Ridge, Brooklyn to doing like all of Manhattan within like maybe two or three months. And so with that rapid growth and that change in clientele, things for Tanglam changed very quickly. So I knew that a lot of them Yes, they wanted the spray tan, but they also wanted like time with me in a sense. And I know that they trusted me. Right. And so I was like, okay, I know that they want a spray tan, but they would be like, oh, like I need a makeup artist. Can you refer someone to do makeup? I need like my teeth whitened. Like, do you have anyone that you would recommend? And the thing with me is if I have someone's trust, like I don't want to break that or ruin it, mess it up in any way. So I added a makeup artist to the lineup. I got certified to do teeth whitening. We're in the mix now trying to figure out um, doing like eyelash services. So what started as like only spray tans has kind of grown. You have like a get ready bundle. Like I want the tan. I want my makeup done. I want my teeth white. Right. One one stop shop. (laughs) Exactly. What is it about that brings more confidence when you're tan. And I'm saying that because I'm I'm really speaking for me that for whatever reason, when I'm tan, I feel more confident. I feel like my clothes just look better, right? My makeup just looks better. Is there psychology behind that? Um, I wouldn't know if there's like legit psychology behind it, but I agree with you 100%. And it's so funny because every time we start a session with a client, you know, we'll always try to ask like, what is it that you're tanning for? Um, especially now with COVID where there are really no events for people to go to or get ready for nine times out of 10, it's just like, I don't feel good. And I want to feel better. And like, even during COVID, I was, I was staying upstate at my mom's house and I was like, really like depressed. This is probably like three weeks in. And I realized like, oh my God, my company is non-existent basically all of a sudden. And I was like, I'm just going to like spray tan this away. And I remember sitting at the dinner table And I was like, I think I'm going to spray tan tonight. And my brother was like, you're so vain. And I was like, you don't understand. I was like, if you think I'm just like being like a grouch now, I'm like, just wait. Because in about 10 minutes of my whole mood will be 10 times better. Every You just like, you feel it's a real life filter. Like who wouldn't want to wear a filter around? You know what I mean? But like, oh, girl, it changes everything. Totally. I don't know if I'm like really aging myself here, but like I still think like tan lines are sexy. Like when we used to go in the tanning booths with like the bikinis and stuff, like for some reason I still find that like 
Yeah, a lot of people like, do. Or like, remember like the stickers? You get like a Playboy sticker or like the yeah, <laughs> you had like the, the palm. Yes, tree, the palm tree. yes. Um, no, I think it's a kind of split down the middle. Like, there's some people who go fully nude. Some will wear like a bathing suit or just their underwear. And we always say like, whatever they're cool with, we're cool with. But yeah, it's kind of nice to see that tan line because then it's right? like. A point of reference, right? Like, oh, I did it. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> my foundation would match my skin better. <laughs> totally. But then you get like depressed when like it starts yeah. going away, and then you have to like plan it. But then you have to plan it. It's like washing your hair. Like, all right, well, I have a yeah. wedding, or I have a corporate dinner that I need to go to. So you literally, I feel like, plan it like you. Wash yeah, your and hair. that's what makes it different than other beauty services. So it's not so much like eyebrows, where it's like you can have it done the same week as your event, or it's just something that you stay up with. Um, a spray tan is usually best like two days before you you do something. So what made it really hard is when we were growing, I was saying earlier, like one of my favorite things about the company is having that one-on-one time with people. And when we were growing so quickly, I was losing that. So, you know, in the beginning, I always made it a point that I would obviously be the person to go, especially for their first appointment, just so I could see like who was the client and, you know, thank them for supporting my small business and everything. And then as I was hiring new girls, it kind of like spun out of control So I was great that my company was like thriving, but at the same time, I felt so out of touch. And there were nights, girl, that I would work so late and start so early that I would, it made more sense for me to sleep in my car in Manhattan than like drive back to Brooklyn, find parking to sleep for an hour and like drive back. And a lot of like my friends or even clients, like I was like completely worn down all the time. And everyone would be like, oh, but you're making money. Like, you should be happy. I, I was probably the most depressed I've ever been in my life because I wasn't getting that, like, one-on-one time with them. I was missing out on so much of my personal life with my family and my friends. So I think that, yes, I'm happy for, like, the rapid growth or whatever, but co- well, not to bring up COVID all the time, but I feel like it's really showing me, like, yes, it's great to have a business that's thriving, but it's the balance that's the most the most important you know, because that client relationship, I think, means more to me than anything else. Oh, we can – COVID's a huge part of our lives. And there's <laughs> multiple episodes that people – we bring it up, I think, in every episode, yeah. actually. So uh, do you feel – I don't want to use the word better, but now being able to pause and have those relationships with your clients more, does it make you feel oh, better? Oh, a thousand percent. And I think it's better – it's a better experience for them, too, because – you know, what started out as like, okay, I'm coming to your home and we have that time to like gossip and catch up and spend that quality time together and tan at the same time. It turned into like, okay, like get undressed, hop in, let me tan you. Okay. Gotta go. Text me. Bye. And like, that would be it until they booked again. And I, yeah, I just felt completely out of touch. And I think that now that we're at like a regular pace, (laughs) I'm getting back to those like day one vibes and it's the best the absolute best. I feel like I have a way better handle on the company, but also it still has that like small business feel, which I think is, is the most important thing to me. There's no doubt in my mind. I would pressure you to like stay for two hours. Literally everyone is like, why do you have, right? Like everyone's like, why do you have to go so quick? Like say, have a glass of wine. And I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) you only like, I wish, you know, but now I'm kind of like almost back to that point again. And it's, it's a great feeling. And then you also started a product line called Sunset. 
Yes. So from Tanglam, I'm always looking for different projects, different challenges. I get bored very easily. So <laughs> with Sunset, it's a sunless setting powder. Basically what we do is I recall always spray tanning, even when I was younger. Do you remember those like mystic booths that you would like step into and then turn orange and step out? Yeah. That, that yeah. friends episode. Like you put your hand on left. Oh, yeah. Yes. No, it wasn't like 10. He's like, oh, you did 10 in the front? Yes. So one of the things I hated most was how sticky you felt. And I remember I had this client, this director from LA who was in town. And she was like complaining about how how sticky she felt. And it was like a humid, humid summer day. And I was like, yeah, girl, I understand. Like, I hate this feeling. And I went home that night and whatever. I was doing my makeup to go out. And I had applied my setting powder on my face. And I was like, wouldn't this be so cool if we could make this <laughs> into something for a spray tan that wouldn't affect the color development? And then literally canceled my plans to go out. And I sat at my computer and I was just researching every kind of powder, anything. Like what was in setting powders that already existed for makeup? And what made those okay to use on skin and blah, blah, blah. And my mom was actually coming down the next day. And I was like, hey, I have this idea. What do you think? My mom was like, yeah, this is great. So I ordered a bunch of stuff on Amazon. And my poor mom, we were in my kitchen probably for like 20 hours. And it was so funny because her only job was to write down like each batch that we did, like the recipe. And it was hysterical because she kept forgetting like what amount of what powder we put into what bowl. Um, but like legit, like 20 hours later, the consistency was correct. I actually came across another company that had a powder already, but it was in a, re- a resealable bag and I had ordered it. And the problem with a resealable bag, not only was the cost so, so, so high that it just didn't make sense to me as a business owner to take that on. But each time it, the powder is so fine that each time you close the resealable bag, you lose product, Right. So if it's something cheap, who cares? But when you're spending $200 on a pound of powder, like I want it all, right? And so my idea for packaging was to have this kind of like pump bottle where you could really pinpoint certain areas, right? So like women especially, I feel like under boob, inner boob, like between boob, underarms, back of the knees. So by using the pump bottle, you can really pinpoint areas that people tend to crease more or sweat more. And that way you're not losing a bunch of product every time you have to open or close the bag. And especially being a mobile company, because I'd be opening and closing that bag in my car. So then I'd have like all this like powder all over my car. So yeah, so now we have um, our own line of powders that come in different colorways for different skin tones. They prevent any moisture, any creasing. It takes away that like after tan odor. And we've gotten really good feedback We even have people as far as Belgium and in South Africa that have purchased, which is so crazy because it was literally created right in my kitchen. (laughs) Coming to the end, we ask the same question for everyone that comes on the podcast. What is one thing that you experienced that everyone should go through? I think everyone's experiencing it right now. And I think that's a global pandemic because it will really teach you about yourself and give you that time. Not that I would you know, wish this on anyone ever again, but just the fact that I think that if there's a moment that really proved to myself that I am a business person, it's right now. It's been the past, you know, since March 
because I always had in the back of my mind, like, no, I'm just nice. So people like pay for my services. And I think that it was like in March of 2020 that I was like, okay, yeah, like I am a business person because the way I had to pivot <laughs> to keep afloat is, is crazy. And so I think it'll teach, you know, everyone a lot about themselves. You know, if you do have a business, it'll have you doing things that you never thought you could do or would want to do. And then all of a sudden you're doing them and you love doing it. Kirsten, you are a strong female, kick-ass boss of business. You're fucking fearless. <laughs> You're so resilient. You are a lady with lions. Welcome to the, to the community. Thank you. We're so happy to have had you and to hear your stories. It was nice so, just to see you and like catch up. This is to learn more about Kirsten and everything about Tanglam has to offer, visit tanglamnyc.com. You can book appointments right online. You can purchase products and more. There are DIY color kits and DIY deluxe kits that are free delivery. You can also follow Kirsten and Tanglam on Instagram at tanglamnyc.com. It was so much fun seeing you and talking. Let's never go this long ever again. The minute you step on upstate soil, I want you to call I'm me. there, girl. I'm there. And I want the whole evening. Yeah, you got it. Okay. That's when we'll have our glass no of Prosecco. hang out for two hours. Oh, I'll bring in two bottles. 100%. <laughs> I'm looking forward. All right. Bye. Bye. Everybody. You're welcome.